You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on The Cooligans, we are talking about Pelé and his refusal to let go of his goal-scoring record. Nobody is taking it from him. Uh, Also, we talk uh, about Lindsey Horan and some new details about her time at PSG. That's right. Plus, we talked to Taylor Twelman of ESPN. We, of course, talk about burgers almost the entire time. But we also bring up the U.S. Men's National Team. Where are we today? And a lot more. That and more today on The Cooligans! Yo, it's me, Dave Vianich here. And I've been hanging out with the Cooligans, having a nice. And I hope you've been having a nice, too. Yeah, baby! Yes, let's go. Come on. I am thrilled about today's show. I'm I'm rocking in my seat because <laughs> Are you excited? <laughs> I'm bouncing around because I was just I about guess- to say, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> We are joined by Taylor Twelman today. He's going to be on the show a little bit later uh, of ESPN, of Sports Nation, of, of course, of, of the popular, um, one of the most viral moments in American soccer history, the what are we doing? Okay? Yep. Right? And, and Nutmeg wants to know what, what we're doing. Yeah. Okay? Nutmeg's like, are we going for a walk? What are we doing? <laughs> uh, absolutely. It's going to be a fun show. Uh, this is the first time having Taylor on the show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely thrilled. Uh, and, and I'm welcome, already on first name to- basis with my guy. You know what I mean? I'm calling him Taylor <laughs> T. Double T. Welcome to the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerrero. All right. We are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show that has ever lived. Yep. Also happens to be the gully issue. Already know that. Why am I even bringing it up? Okay. We didn't even need, but we're contractually obligated to keep reminding you. Right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who did we sign that contract with? We're not allowed to say that's how gully it is. You know okay. I mean? it's, but it's some bad people Uh, we're kind of scared to be honest with you uh but yes thrilled uh for uh today's show because obviously a lot going on uh u.s men's national team we got friendlies we got so much happening uh olympics uh uh just a lot going on in the in the soccer world so uh where should we begin first Uh, let's let's talk about obviously we're, we're taping this before uh the the friendly against uh jamaica the u.s men's national team friendly uh, against Jamaica, but uh, it's still a, a lot to uh, a lot, uh, still a lot to discuss. Obviously, yeah. Um, I mean, the teams looked okay, you know. I, I want to start with this is uh, a, a bit. Uh, we, we've we've seen the, the the issues with Pele. Pele his, is very st- stuck on his goal record. He 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 claims as you that- would be right <laughs> if you're Pele. You're not just gonna let go of being Pele, <laughs> bro. He claims that he you know obviously he has uh, the record for most uh, goals uh, scored in, in ever. In- in ever in world football, he's he always says that. Uh, but there's obviously Cristiano Ronaldo who's uh, you know coming close uh, to that record and and has officially broken the record uh, with 770 uh, goals. If you ask anybody but Pele, <laughs> you know Pele. Every time he acknowledges that Ronaldo now has this record, there is there is so much 
reluctant. There's so much. He is grinding his teeth, saying... He does well, find a little... He throws a couple asterisks in there, you know, <laughs> asterisk eye, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, you know what did, I mean? So he got... He just... Uh, just the other day, he got a... Um, uh, a, a kit that says goat and it says 770 on it and then uh, you uve proceeded to lose the match that, <laughs> that he- against the 16th place or at least now they are <laughs> Bene- benevento benevento which pele yeah. called benevento and was like you know what to do boys you know what i mean <laughs> isn't benevento uh oh no i'm thinking of uh what uh, buena vista social club What's buena it? vista social club is the cuban the cuban band <laughs> the cuban- yeah <laughs> Or Del Boca Vista from Seinfeld. <laughs> I can't believe they went out and lost to Del Boca Vista. Uh, they're no longer welcome there. Uh, uh, Ronaldo yeah. got handed a goat jersey, uh, which it said goat on the back, which I didn't know was Italian. Uh, mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Um, I believe it stands for you should be in jail. Uh, that's what the acronym stands for in yeah, Italian. interesting that the, how the acronym doesn't really work. Why they pose for the photo? What I hate about this is whenever somebody has like a three-number jersey, like, uh, many years ago, they gave an old person a nine one one jersey. You know what I mean? Like yeah. as a joke, they always used the double XL for it to fit all three numbers. Yeah. Why always gotta be the big jersey, bro? <laughs> can we make the numbers smaller? Yeah. Right? Why, can't Why you we gotta do throw that? me? Why you gotta throw me and my peoples <laughs> under the bus? You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, but yeah, it, it is. Uh, yeah, like you said, uh, Pele. Whenever he acknowledges it, he's always like, "Congratulations for the official goal score record." And when it's just like, "Okay, well, why, he, is there he, is there something else?" Is and this what he said. He's like, "Oh, so you scored the most in official matches? <laughs> well, ain't that cute?" Call me yeah. when you beat everything I've done ever. You know, you can you 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 read it, but you have to you have to read it sarcastically because that's yeah. the only way that to really uh, uh, capture how Pele is actually saying it. Yeah, because Pele wants to continue to be Pele. He wants to be the greatest ever of all time. <laughs> he ain't trying to hear your arguments. Well, I mean, look, he's not. Is his is his uh, legend gonna be diminished at all? I I don't understand. I mean, the... he's kind of old. Look, he ain't got a lot of time left. Just let him believe you're the greatest until he leaves, and then after he's done, we can rewrite history. You know what I mean? Why are you doing this? <laughs> uh, absolutely uh, surreal. But speaking of uh, Juve, Juve uh, losing. Uh, yeah, like you said, to a 16th place team. Uh, they are doing. They are not doing well. And now there's even concern that. They might miss out on Champions League. Obviously, they just lost uh, a, a devastating uh, a match to, to Porto. But the what what would ha- what's the future of Juve if they do not make it into Champions League? It is a Pirlo-less future, that's mm. for sure. So they're currently in third place with 55 points. Atalanta's in fourth with 55 points as well. Uh, they're exact tied in goal differential as well. And then Napoli's in fifth place with 53, and Roma is in sixth with 50. I mean, there's. Within within one loss, one loss could shoot you down to potentially seventh place if you're Juventus, if other games go their way. So this isn't looking great for Juventus right now. It's not looking great for Cristiano Ronaldo. It's not looking great for Pirlo. Pirlo potentially out. Ronaldo's talking about going to, he wants to go to Real Madrid or United again, or potentially yeah. go to MLS. Do not come to MLS. We don't want you. <laughs> Uh, you know, unless it's, you know, longest yard type thing, if you want to do that, you know what I mean? Keep your hands off our ladies, please. There's a lot of, uh, but just the fact that all these rumors are happening and, and, and hearing Juve, uh, speak, uh, confidently like, oh no, he's not going anywhere. It's like, 
it, it's really it, it's not dependent on you know he's not there for for the project you know what i mean no uh, they didn't spend all this money he got they, his own project yeah he's yeah, like they, yeah, i'm here to win are, trophies <laughs> they are there obviously to win the champions league specifically and he has not been able to uh, help them get there i don't know how uh, how how much patience uh they they have um but it, it, it i'm i the, just the possibility, you know, we were used to um, when it come when it came to the Scudetto, we we knew who was going to win it every. I mean, the last like what seven years, eight years, we knew who was going to win it. And then uh, to have this season after the 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 coaching change, uh, you know, I think this is a lesson to a lot of uh, clubs in Europe. Just because you miss out, you lose in Champions League, and you don't win that trophy, doesn't mean all right, blow up the whole thing. Let's start no. over with a new coach because it might. You might be in a worse place than uh, than when you started. Absolutely, and it's also a sign that if if maybe you shouldn't be buying someone who's in their late thirty or mid thirties and paying him as much money as Juventus did, and you could use that money across the board for other better players, in particularly another McKenny. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, give Weston McKenny more money. He'll play better. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, just buy more Americans. <laughs> Come on now, <laughs> Christian. Let's talk about. Manchester United. We had Adam McCall on, and he was feeling good after beating Manchester City, and uh, now they are down bad. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, they uh, knocked out of uh, FA Cup. Uh, they lost to Leicester City. Uh, Leicester City been obviously great. They're they in third place in the Premier League, or fourth? Uh, third, I believe, mm-hmm. right? Um, good team. This was a, a, a They're down gonna... fourth, yeah, because Chelsea is now in third. Good. They, it was always going to be a tough uh, uh, fixture. Um, but I think you'd question- expect United to beat them though. Right. United seem like uh, you just more structurally sound for a competition at this level. And they've been on a bit of a roll. They've been playing uh, well the last couple of weeks. Uh, the, the, well, the, this is always the issue with, with FA cup where uh, sometimes these, the, the, the squads are rotated. You don't, you don't know exactly uh, who's going to show up. Uh, uh, and, and then the players that are playing uh, that played in the Premier league are probably going to be a little bit tired and th- mm-hmm. this seemed to be the uh i don't want to say excuse the the reasoning uh that that uh uh Gunnar Solskjaer pretty pretty much said like i he thinks that that this is why they lost it was just like they seem pretty tired and then so the, the, well the fan base is furious and his quote is of course we're disappointed we're out but uh probably it's just the sum of all the factors of all the games we've played lately all the injuries. I don't want to make excuses. That's what you're doing. Uh, but I try to find an explanation. And an explanation is we had a few players coming back who have not really trained a lot. Well, does, does that explain why Fred just gave the ball to Iannaccio to tap it into the net? I mean, if you're if you're Lester, is Fred the signing of the season for you? <laughs> right? uh, look, we were we we spoke with Adam McCola about the, him in particular, right? Is is uh, you know should he be on uh, Manchester United? Is he good enough? Um, the if I remember correctly, he said he can't pass wind. He that man, he did. yeah, and, and, and uh, proved right. him pretty correct. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this play, Ianacho just. Uh, gets in the way of a I mean it, I mean it, it couldn't have been a better pass right uh, to Iannaccio. perfectly weighted for Ianacho not I, the keeper which is what he wanted to I don't understand the 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 pass from Harry Maguire why you have all the time in the world like what is this 
play that they're trying to run. They're trying to play out of the back. What is this? What is the point? You, you're, you, Fred has a defender on his back who's about to put some pressure on him. Mm-hmm. Why did Harry Maguire have to give him the ball? He could, he, there, wasn't, there weren't many other scenarios uh, besides uh, a poor back pass to the goalkeeper that gets intercepted and tapped into uh, the net. It looked really, really bad. Because Harry Maguire's trying to get all the, the heat off of him. He was like, look, he's going to look worse. <laughs> Let me pass it off to him. You know? Literally two of the, the, the fullbacks are open. Just give it, play it safe. What is, what is he, I, I, what are we doing? That's yeah. Crazy. So now, now United is out of the FA Cup. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer doesn't seem to care. They're out of the Carabao Cup. They're not going to win the, the, the Premiership. Uh, so what exactly happens? The, all they have left is Europa. Mm-hmm. Is this, we've talked about, I mean, they're in second place. They've had a pretty good season. They've made a great comeback. But now we're back into saying, is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer going to get fired after this season if they don't win a trophy? Well, what, what are the standards for, uh, for Manchester United at this point, right? I think just making Champions League is good enough to keep your job. Ah, that's, that seems like a shame. <laughs> all right this isn't the man you of old okay we're done with that all right it ain't sir gunner Solskjaer. <laughs> just, just it's a participation trophy and keep it moving <laughs> whatever <right? laughs> we're here we didn't get relegated <laughs> <laughs> so uh let's talk about a, a bit of a uh, you know more serious subject uh for a moment because this uh, just came out recently. Obviously, Lindsay Horan, uh, who plays for the, the Portland Thorns, she uh, has been very public about uh, her time when she played at PSG. The the essentially the level of uh, kind of emotional abuse she had to deal with from coaching staff about her her weight and appearance and things like that. And she's never really been too detailed about it. Just said that she that that it was a thing that she dealt with and she obviously didn't appreciate it. But uh, she recently did a uh, uh, a Butterfly Road podcast. Butterfly Road. And uh, she went into more detail about what she actually experienced. And some of the stuff she dealt with is unreal. I mean, yeah. I mean, regardless if it's a man or woman, a male or female athlete dealing with this stuff, to, to be treated this way by uh, any coaching staff seems... Uh, it, it seems at the at the very least too excessive to whatever the whatever they're trying to achieve is. So some just some of the I mean details. this is just horrific. One of the things she said was an assistant coach literally slapped a snack out of her hand and grabbed this out of her waist. You slapped the snack out of my hand. I'm slapping the taste out your mouth. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who are you? Eat. Nobody. Nobody slaps. I mean, this isn't. Are, is the entire coaching staff Latino moms? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, this is. This is. Uh, I, I don't remember. Remember the, the the sketch show Inside Amy Schumer. There was a sketch that was this exact sketch where well, it was like a diet program that was you hire slapping, someone sla- yeah. <laughs> slapping the stuff out of your hand, and it's funny as a sketch. But when you're at work and it's <laughs> real life, it, it is. Uh, you can imagine it would be a little bit uh, scarring. Um, right. Unless so, she asked the guy, the lady, to be like, or the the guy hey if you see me eating a snack slap it out of my hand yeah yeah you, if you're gonna slap a snack out of anybody's hand make sure you have consent first uh, that, yeah. i hope that's clear um yeah, so here's some of the other stuff um coaching staff uh, announcing to the team that she and several other players were on diets uh finding players for having desserts and double finding the players on diet so uh, if you are on a diet and you have dessert you get a double fine i would never make it through a week of this <laughs> 
<laughs> After excelling at preseason fitness testing, the coach told Haran in front of the team that she still weighed too much and she lost so much weight that she remembers having zero energy as a result of reducing her, uh, reducing her food consumption to unhealthy levels in an effort to lose weight. This is ridiculous. These are athletes. This is this is how you uh, you know you give. Uh, people like eating disorders i mean there's just no other this is this is so severe and so unnecessary and this doesn't help you win games in my opinion this ain't how you do it these are athletes they got to be in tip-top shape not in tip-top you know look jesus christ <laughs> uh we got we got taylor to when we get back right after this Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I just want to bring in with a word from one of our sponsors, us, and you, you guys being Gully Squad. And you know what? Maybe I keep saying you. Maybe you're listening to this and you're not a member of Gully Squad and you're wondering why. Well, I've given you amazing, uh, you know, reasons why I've told you the Slack channel is absolutely amazing. Here's another reason why I think Gully Squad is absolutely incredible and why you should join is because whenever we have guests and we've had everything from World Cup winners to MLS, Premier League, NWSL, Legends of the Game, we've had incredible, incredible players on our show, incredible guests from comedians like Roy Wood Jr of the daily show incredible guest the only people who get to ask them questions besides christian and i are gully squad gully squad finds out early who our guests are and they get the chance to put those questions in the slack those are the only other questions we ever ask if you want to be one of those folks if you want to join the amazing slack channel if you want to get to become a part of this community if you want to start you know uh cooperating with some of the gulliest kit the kit that they're making for themselves if you want to drop some knowledge in the coffee or the beer and wine liquor section or the food porn section all that you got to join gully squad most importantly if you also want to ask questions of our guests you either got to become a cooligan which is impossible right unless you, you're funnier than christian then try out let me know or you got to join gully squad and join that slack community so if you want to do that just go to shouts to us.com again that's shouts to us.com or you can simply go to soccer cooligans.com slash gully squad in fact if you go to soccer cooligans.com it's our website we worked really hard on it we think it's really nice and all over the place you'll find buttons to join gully squad so do it today I right, we're back on a Cooligans Living Room FC, and Christian, our guest is here, uh, and I'm excited because I'm absolute. I am hype. I am thrilled. This is buddy. A, a a a conversation that's honestly been long overdue for this show. A U.S. soccer legend, you know, okay. and one who's been very upfront about some injuries he's had and how important that is to the game, and I think that's super important. But he apparently failed to mention that he must have got two foot in the taste buds uh, because uh, my man has some some trash <laughs> trash understandings of burners. What's going on here? Okay. <laughs> and by the way, I've already said this. Apparently, I'm not welcome in Texas anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You hate that. You you hate the the you know the the, the injury to the taste buds. Yeah, right. he's out out four to six weeks from ESPN. I think. How did, it, how did it happen? He got a he needed an umami adectomy. You know what I mean? Uh, because his taste buds are all wrong, ladies and gentlemen. He works for ESPN, MLS legend, US Men's National Team legend. Sports Nation legend, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only Taylor. Wow, man. Taylor, what's up, brother? What's going on, fellas? How are you guys doing? And by the way, what what's the surgery called? An umami adectomy. <laughs> and again, I hate to use such uh, you know medical terminology on this yeah, show. Yeah, we don't. We're not, he's not. We're not trying to talk over you, but you know what I mean. It's just, you're here. Learn you learn you something, Taylor. You know? Okay. So. 
So the point is, when you get your seventh concussion, <laughs> apparently everything just goes out the window with regarding taste buds. Okay. Um, but you know what comes in when you get your seventh concussion? The truth. Uh, <laughs> the truth. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was speaking I think about. That's just, that's, the burgers. that's the radio receptions you're getting <laughs> in your brain, bro. Okay, <laughs> before... Well, as, lo- d- d- as long as neither one of you turn on the microphone, because I'll piss myself if it does, then we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Only I can make that joke. Everyone only I can make yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. joke. You can. Yeah. So before, just in case people are, are not aware, just so just it must have been a week ago, week and a half ago, uh, yep. uh, you had posted. You broke. A, you broke the fat boy internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fat boy internet is definitely very popular, and they're coming after you, Taylor. Yeah. There was a a, yeah. a a a ranking. You are obviously you're on Sports Nation on ESPN Plus. You uh, were yep. talking about burgers came up, and uh, you had a, a very very strong opinion about in and out mm-hmm. uh because you said it is overrated. everyone pictured you at an in and out yelling what are we doing <laughs> what are we for, doing for the record way before what are we doing i may have done that at in and out because when you when you serve me cold potatoes and call them french fries i'm out but then you sell me on this double double with animal style and all of this it is the most overrated burger and yet Nobody wants to say that, Christian Alexis. You know why? Because it's the truth. And then all of a sudden, everyone on the West Coast is like, oh, he, oh, no, he didn't. No, he did. Did he really just say that? <laughs> Even though deep down, everybody's going, the burger is kind of crap. Like, it's not that good. Can like, I? Okay. you go to Five Guys or Shake Shack? By the way, where are you two located right We're now? We're New Yorkers. We're, We're New York. New York. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is there an in and out in New York? <laughs> no, there isn't. And I will say this. And, it, and by the way, if it was that good of a burger, would it be in New York? Of course. The answer is 100% unequivocally <laughs> yes, sir. It's not that good. You know it and I know it. Now, because I threw in Whataburger, because I threw in a, <laughs> maybe a Fuddruckers, even though Fuddruckers <laughs> is a fantastic burger, the truth is it really cut a lot of people deep. And yeah. I mean deep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, deep, deep through all the fat layers that I have in my body. <laughs> And I will say this. You're right about In-N-Out. In-N-Out is way overhyped. It's a fun Mm -hmm. burger to eat. It is not a great burger to eat. What I think a lot of people don't know is that you have a lot of options. So you and I are going to go to an In-N-Out one day, and I'm going to show you how I order. And my order takes about seven minutes to say because you can really – you can do anything you want. You get caramelized onions whoa, whoa, whoa. on there. What's your order right now? Tell me your order right now. I'm not going to go through the whole thing right this moment, but <laughs> I get a toast. I get the bun extra toasted. I get the French fries well oh, done. I get sautéed onions. Guy. I get one slice of cheese, two two patties. I do get the animal stuff. I mean, I go in, but that's what In-N-Out is for. And I think a lot Christian, of people don't know that. He goes to Wendy's and orders a Kobe beef burger. <laughs> I mean, like, no, like, come on, dude. He wants gourmet. That's what the he problem expects. with my the problem with your ranking is that what a burger even made it it should be called what a bummer it is the most disgusting thing first off whataburger made it because in 2007 we won the open cup final in dallas <laughs> and at 4 30 in the morning i'm gonna tell you right now with that open cup trophy sitting in my lap there may have not have been a better burger at that moment <laughs> in my life and for the new england revolution history so for everyone watching this whataburger makes the list every single <laughs> so time. you heard it here first taylor never won in los angeles <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, I never won anywhere else. You already know that answer. You got to take the, the nostalgia where you can find it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Christian, that nostalgia could be in literally in Mars. And I promise you right now, I will take it. You're like, how did Checkers make it? He's like, dude, I had a party in Patterson, dude, New Jersey. you have no idea. I shot 69. It's the first time I ever broke 70 on the golf course. Yeah. That was the only thing look, close. As, as, a, as a person, look, I'm the, the half of this show that is not, uh, you know, uh, getting into night fights with people about food i yep. i saw your list and and first first of all i was like i'm like okay taylor needs to tone it down all right it's just a it's just a burger that's yeah look that's my honest that was my honest opinion i mean like is everything okay with taylor twelman that was my first thing but i'm like, meanwhile okay. i'm yelling on the other end <laughs> <laughs> when i'm but then i'm like you know what he is he's an entertainer i understand yep. what he's doing yep. but then i saw uh, all the responses. I mean, this tweet alone probably has. I think I saw three to four hundred uh, comments already. Oh no, it was. It went. It went viral very quickly. Yes. where people and, were just like Christian. It was insane. So yeah. everybody, you know, Whataburger is great. Whataburger is trash. The whole thing. I'm oh, just, yeah. I, I felt like I was one of the only like two people on there <laughs> that was like, hey, you know what? I like a nice, healthy, organic burger from Shake Shack. Oh, D- delicious. Yeah. A Shake Shack yeah. is great. Shake Shack, is Shake Shack blows it away. Shake <laughs> yes. Shack blows in and out of the hundred percent. You two know this better than I do. Yeah. But I've had family in New York for 20 years. If it's really good, New York's going to put one in there. <laughs> so, like they're going to find a way to put it in there. They yep. just are. New York has everything else in the world. No in and out. And so everyone on the West coast, everyone West of the Mississippi, listen, it's overrated. <laughs> yeah. It is. And Christian, by the way, I'm not an entertainer. I do this with my kids at home. Like if they're not brushing their teeth, what are we doing comes out? It's just who I am. <laughs> He's like, you're going to eat that cheese. It's not, you're going to eat it. It doesn't even make my top potatoes? three. This is what in and out does. You don't want cold potatoes. Like, come on. Hey, yeah. Your kids are just like, Oh, dad's being intense again. Okay. Or the kids are like, you'll be mean to dad. You get in and out. Already. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I, look, I've, I've gone to in and out. It was fine. I I, I left. I'm, I'm too impartial. And, and yeah. look, maybe I have to be the voice of reason between uh, you two. Uh, I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> like, like, like at least Alexis and I take a stance. Yeah. You just sit Thank on the you. fence. I, you've solved Christian. You've completely solved Christian. Like, who just sits okay. on the fence? Like, yeah. If you're going to do something, at least make it wrong, but do something. Like, if you yeah. just sit on the fence, you're like, yeah, well, that doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. Was, Were you my guidance counselor? Player, by the way, just do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Taylor's advice is go and and make mistakes something. that you can't change, and they're but at least you, you did for the rest something. of your life. As long as you make a choice, get a tattoo, kid. <laughs> get a tattoo on your face. What are you doing? Make a choice, kid. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, it, look, we could talk about burgers. Uh, pretty we much should. the entire episode, which I am a hundred percent fine with but i i do want to talk about food i think you know we're big fans of pizza here we talk about food all the time yeah. on our show uh and and recently uh sebastian soda was on uh on your show yes. and and mentioned the the, the, the Sergio dest controversy the carb controversy <laughs> <laughs> and uh uh and the the carb up bro obviously people have carb up bro. <laughs> all right just tattoo it on my body okay yo <laughs> He was fantastic. Soto was fantastic. And we asked him, like, just the craziest story he had about a teammate. And good on him to give the first American to ever play with Messi at Barcelona, (laughs) right? right? Because you know that story is going to go viral in two (laughs) seconds. You know, if he's telling a story about 
you know, Hassani Dotson. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be funny. But then you're like, wait, Serginho Dest? And secretly, I sent it around to a bunch of people in the U.S. soccer community. I said, does Messi eat baguettes and only playing baguettes? Because if he does, I think the whole world's going to eat a baguette every single day with nothing on it. Also, uh, let's put some respect on eating an entire loaf of bread in the morning, okay? Because some of us do it, and apparently all I need to do is kick a few balls around. I've been been missing out on the second half of the equation my entire life. (laughs) Wait, hold on, hold on. A plain baguette? You eat that? In the I a hundred percent would, without a problem, and I have actually. Let's be honest, I have. A baguette, <laughs> if it's made like... correctly, has a lot of sourness to it. It's got flavor. It doesn't need anything else. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a, a, the the lean back, the 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 sigh of concern. You yeah, know? <laughs> it's when your friends yeah. tell you they believe that one weird conspiracy theory. You're like, oh, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I like the idea. Yeah, just. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also Just Cuban. Number, we dip please. everything in our coffee, so to say I eat. I was gonna wait. Hold on. Exactly my point. I can't tell you another Cuban in my life, another Latino in my life that says, "Yeah, I'm a." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no chance. I mean, there's gonna be a little jalapeno juice or something at, no, at, at least. Yeah, I'll to dip. That I'll dip it in, in my coffee for sure. <laughs> it also begs a question because uh, Soto had that story. Do you have any stories, food-related stories, U.S. Men's mm. National Team, anything that uh, that comes to your mind, or like weird superstitions? I know some players have some. No, there was, you know, I remember, so it's not even a soccer story, but it is because Ray Allen was playing with the Celtics and he was a massive just soccer fan in general. And he and I kind of hit it off because of our love for golf and whatnot. And I just remember sitting there, probably the second time we were hanging out, just shooting it and talking it. And I looked at him, I said, your entire career, you've eaten the same pregame meal every single, and he goes, same thing. 18 years or whatever it was. And I looked at him going, dude, like you couldn't be more boring. (laughs) And yet I probably had four or five us soccer national team teammates. When I would, I would try to guys put it this way. You, you go into these national team camps, you're trying to pick up little things. Like maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe they're doing it differently. You try to look at certain guys, but then you start to see what they're doing. You're like, nah, man, I'd rather be, I'm cool. I'm good. (laughs) Like, that's what they're doing. No, I'm out. I'm out. Like, I'm not doing that. If, if, if I can't be the player that I'm going to be, but I have to do that. So Pablo Mastriani first one shows up at camp. We're preparing for the world cup and he's got a jar of pickles. (laughs) So I'm looking at Pablo. I'm like little cologne. Maybe I'm not going to say anything. (laughs) Right. Like right away. So I'm like a jar of pickles. Like what, what? So I'm sitting there looking around and anyone watching this that play with me knows it doesn't take me that long to bust someone's balls. But obviously this one, I was a little like intrigued, but also nervous. Cause I'm like, oh, this may be some voodoo type <laughs> stuff. We are like, I'm out. I am The out. pickles got needles poking out of it. <laughs> Dude, no, no. So it's a jar of pickles and we are going out before warmups. And he goes like this and takes a huge shot of pickle juice. <laughs> now I love, I love all peppers, jalapenos. I love it all. I love banana peppers. I love pickles. I love it all. Not before I go out <laughs> on the field for a pregame. Not before some sitting there. And so finally, I look at, of all people, <laughs> Frankie Hanek. Wrong guy to ask because he just had 17 Red Bulls. Yeah. And I was like, Frankie, what's what's up with Pablo? And he's like, oh, no, 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 man. Dude, dude, it's so good for you. It's like no lactic acid, anything. So naturally, I'm like, oh, I'm going to give it a shot. 
No joke. <laughs> I downed a shot of pickle juice, and within two minutes later, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> like, I just have White Castle burgers. I'm like, I'm out. I can't do it. can't do it. And we're wearing all white home uniforms, boys, so you know what that drill is. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm out. I was it, it, at least 10 minutes late, but a jar for warm-ups, a jar of pickles. Bro, I was like, see, uh, our producer, rather, no joke. I'd rather cram. Our producer said it's good for your joints. And I'm like, I get, I guess so. You know? <laughs> yeah. But throw me some salami and other shit. I mean, I'm not if I'm going to drink pickle juice, you better be a shot of whiskey in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so Christian, to answer your question, the pickle juice was the first time in my playing career, other than my first game in Germany, the night before <laughs> Guido Gorgeous was my roommate. What a fantastic East German yeah. name. What a handle that is. Keto Gorgeous. <laughs> he smoked two packs of cigar- cigarettes and had a six-pack of lager the night before the game. And I'm 18 going, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the – like, where did I end up? He was man of the match, and he ended up signing on for like a new night. So immediately I called home, and I'm like, Dad, I think I got to start smoking. <laughs> You're puffing on cigs like, I'm an athlete, I'm like, bro. I'll take my career like, serious. <laughs> Pops, they've got the tight jeans over here. They're just getting into Baywatch 2. They're watching, you know, Fresh Prince, all that stuff. And they smoke the night before a game. I'm not doing this right. I'm trying to get Gatorade imported. I'm trying to do all this stuff. And my man Guido is smoking, sitting in the corner, playing Kino in German. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I am doing this all wrong. Literally for six six weeks. Every road trip, I'm like, I, I, yeah, I'll room with Guido. And I'm like, God, I'm I'm hammered. I, sm- I smell like I played freaking poker all night. And I'm trying to make a team. And my man's man of the match, and he's moving on to a yeah, bigger yeah. club. Yeah, yeah. You, like, you ain't winning MVP happen? trophies being a nerd, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stop being so square, Taylor. <laughs> I know. Like, I, I'm sorry for trying to make this work. But by the way, hand me, hand me a six-pack, will you? Yeah, you just got American spirits. You're like, I'm, I'm going to show y'all how to do this. <laughs> I I became the Marlboro man in Munich. Yeah. That's your <laughs> really, new sponsor. Hearing stories about, uh, about even like hearing soccer play, uh, you know, how it was, how locker rooms were even like 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's yeah. just, it, it feels like we, we've turned a corner to just not, you know, harming yourself before matches and to <laughs> be able to play at the highest is- level. Is social media has changed. It. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you can't. If there was social media it. back then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I'm not I'm not that old. Yeah. But I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys. <laughs> social media, social media, I think has ruined that atmosphere. It's ruined the camaraderie. I know everyone watching this in the soccer world now is saying I'm I'm get off my lawn, that kind of guy. No, I'm not. That locker room, that sanctimony, that like ability to bust chops and you just, it's it's all public now, right? Yeah, yeah. And so you used to have beers in the locker room after game. That ain't that ain't gonna happen right now. No chance because all it takes is one person, and then you sit there and you're like, "Well, okay, how many beers?" That you know, some of it for good. But you follow where I'm going. It's just Christian. You're 100 percent right. About 10 years ago, when social media came right into this thing around the 2010 World Cup, a lot of this has changed. A lot of it. <laughs> Unless okay. you win the women's uh, World Cup and <laughs> the World Cup, if you're the women, then. <laughs> Have as much beer as you want in that locker room, bro. <laughs> um, when you, I wouldn't know that. That's winning. That's winning the World Cup. I, I am the wrong person to try to <laughs> simulate. Goes, he has his open cup at Waterburger. Leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'll take another horrible cheeseburger, please. Thank you very much. I also have the World Cup trophy here that was used 
in 2005 for our FIFA tournament with the revs that I somehow kept. <laughs> Not bad. At least it you got it for the everyone studio. Everyone on ESPN thinks, wow, that's a cool replica of the World Cup trophy. I'm like, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> it's 4.30 in the morning at Whataburger. I'm carrying carry that thing. <laughs> and uh, we actually, obviously, Gully Squad being our supporters group, uh, so we got a lot of great questions for you, Taylor. Uh, in fact, I want to bring up uh, Dennis Higgins because it's not so much a question, but um, he just wanted to say thank you for saying it the way you said it when we didn't qualify in 2018. He said most sportscasters would have uh, sort of maintained their professionalism. Uh, and he put that in quotes. Uh, <laughs> I didn't do that. I didn't add that. Uh, and given some bland generic party line, but you gave your raw emotion. And I want to ask you about that because um, I think at the moment it was easy to sort of pinpoint you as saying like, well, you're making a big deal out of it if you were U.S. soccer and whatnot. Um, but where do you think we are now? Cause from where we were that day to right now, there seems to be like so much more positivity, so much more, but you know, so much more, uh, like, I guess, good feeling and goodwill towards yeah. the team, but the expectations have risen to an incredible point. Where do you think we are? And the showings of the qualifying, uh, the Olympics have not been incredible. Where do you think we are as a, as a, as a federation? Where do you think we are as a development? Where do you stand right now? Do you think we are doing something good? Or are you still asking what the hell are we doing? You know? Well, it's a, it's a, let's first off, it's when you hit rock bottom, anything afterwards <laughs> is going to be positive point. because it's going to be better than rock bottom. So um, I'd say that tongue in cheek, but I also say that seriously, because when you see the amount of younger players being developed in this country, which before the debacle of world cup qualifying, I remember saying this at, on ESPN networks and other platforms, but also saying it with MLS that when Polisic had his immediate success, I had multiple scouts in and around Europe saying, give us four or five years, you're going to have 20 to 30 Polisics and even 100, not of that caliber, but of younger players here in this country that are going to be on the radar of European scouts. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying I said anything that was revolutionary, but the truth is it's come to fruition as we've now seen it. However, it's one thing to have talent. It's another thing to put it together. There are many a talented teams that have never qualified for their continental competition for the World Cup. Just look at the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. They've had some of the best players in this world and missed World Cups. Look at Italy in the last World Cup. So I, I get all of that. The problem for me to sit here and tangibly say we are better is I haven't seen any real games. And that's not on Greg Berhalter's yeah. fault. It's not U.S. soccer. But this pandemic has thrown a massive, massive wrinkle into trying to develop these guys against quality competition. Guys, we're, we're going to see games against Northern Ireland, Jamaica. We saw it against Panama in Europe until Switzerland in June of 2021. That's going to be the first real test that we've seen since Mexico and whatnot. So it's very difficult for me to tangibly say, we're better, but for all of you watching this saying that we're going to win the World Cup, yeah, the United States is sure as hell going to try to win the World Cup. But if that's the level of expectation for this group, ultimately we're all going to be disappointed because I think that's way out of control and way out of hand from where we are right now. Okay. and uh, I need know, to call and, my bookmaker real quick. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I, made the I, wrong. Would, I would absolutely call your bookmaker right now because the odds are going to be fantastic. Why wouldn't yeah. you? <laughs> the, uh, talking about that particular moment, because that was a, a, a moment uh, on, on ESPN, the what are we doing? We have to talk about in detail because this, and, and you were with uh, our homie, Max Bredos, on, yep. on, <laughs> on SportsCenter, and, and, and it's 
it's great because we're we're not always hearing about soccer on Sports Center, mm-hmm. and and you delivered one of the more uh, I mean one of the less more professional memorable... according to your okay, less yeah. professional <laughs> according to your fan base. <laughs> It was you were like Kanye when he said George Bush don't care about black people and Max Reynolds was like hey, Okay <laughs> he going for it. I guess keep the camera on him, you know. <laughs> it was amazing see I mean you delivered one of the more impassioned uh, I mean speeches really about the your frustration uh, with this and I think it 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 uh, turned a lot of people on to not just uh, I, you know the people who didn't acknowledge like soccer or don't find it important. Mm-hmm. It, it it took even me, someone who cares about soccer, from from uh, a point of like, oh, I I get that this is bad, but maybe I don't really understand like how bad it is or how embarrassing it is. And it took it to the point where like, yo, this is really really serious. Yeah. And so the, the you know, you do a, your segment on Sports Nation, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. This is the branding is strong. The brand is strong for Taylor yeah. Coleman. So what did this what did this moment do for you and and your connection to sports and and soccer because it was that popular? Yeah, I mean, one first and foremost, it was organic, it was real, it was unplanned, obviously. Uh I remember sitting in the control room it, we have this great little room, like room where it's got probably about 12 to 13 television screens where Scott Van Pelt and his crew prepped Sports Sports Center for that night. And that was a big night. You know, a lot of people forget, but Messi was, you know, Argentina's qualifying. Life was on, and they gave up an early goal in that game. So we had all the Conmebol games on. We had CONCACAF in. I remember when <laughs> Panama scored a goal but didn't score a goal, and I looked at everybody in the room. I said – that's going to bite us in the ass. That is going to bite us in the ass. And like, hold on, United States is going to score. I said, mark my words, that's going to be a storyline. And so the drama built. When the game started, guys, we had four people in that room. When the games ended, we had about 20 people in that room. Wow. Because the drama started building. Everybody started seeing it. And everyone was kind of looking at me being the quote-unquote soccer guy. Max Bredos was crying because he was that shook up by what just happened. And so everyone in that room saw it. And yet there was, if I'm not mistaken, there was a college basketball game on, on ESPN. So we had to go to ESPN news. Max looks at me four seconds before we go on air and basically looks at me and says, what do you want to do? And I go, I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. Just, just get it to me. And I'm going to, we'll see what happens. I'm so thankful I didn't say the F-bomb. I am. I mean, you, you guys know me well enough now. That's an accomplishment in itself. Um, <laughs> but it was real and it's organic. Now, it's turned into something that I I had no idea would turn into that. I was just still pissed off. The fact that I only slept two hours that night and then did, I think, over 35 shows the next day, ending with Scott Van Pelt that night. And Scott and I had a real open conversation about the state of U.S. soccer and where it's going. And I still stand by that to this day. I'm not totally sure where it is going with the leadership and whatnot. But yet I sat there and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I remember getting a call two days later from the news editor saying that clip has run in over 140 some odd countries. Wow. And then I started thinking, oh, man, like I was initially pissed because I'm like, that's what they're going to talk about for yeah. it because we're all in this to grow the game. It wasn't about that for me. It never still to this day, 
is it? That was my natural reaction. Um, <laughs> Don't so lie. You were wondering how to say it. How do I say this in Dutch and in, in an <laughs> <Yeah>. Italian? <laughs> hey, because, by the way, I know the direct translation of German. Eh, it kind of falls flat. Yeah. <laughs> You're better just running it in Eng- English. Just run it in English. And now we do it on Sports Nation. Um, we do it on a lot. Of, you know, Sports Center has the audio. Scott Van Pelt uses it all the time. But for Sports Nation in itself, I'm only using it as a vehicle to tell important stories that I feel are impactful. Myers Leonard using the K word, uh, Urban Meyer hiring a racist at Jacksonville that immediately less than 24 hours after we did, what are you doing? And it goes viral. He, I'm not saying, but he fires that guy. Uh, the Chicago bears to their quarterback situation, the Rooney rule in sports, right? So I'm only going to do it when it's impactful because I think that brand of what are we doing means it needs to be something important like the United yeah. States missing the World Cup for the first time in how many years? Oh, or yeah. uh, just, uh, you know, when you take a bite at In-N-Out, you're like, well, obviously, what are we doing? Yeah. And you made <laughs> See, by Christian, like, I wish I did what are we doing on that. That was just, like, real. That, yeah. was, like, that was in the middle of an NBA conversation. And Trevor Scales, my partner, goes, yeah, it's like In-N-Out burgers. And it was like a light went off. I'm like, you know what? I'm going off on that, too. <laughs> He hates the West Coast. You heard it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much to Taylor Twelman for joining us, man. Dude, you are welcome back anytime you would like to be on here. We're absolutely honored. I wanted to, I I figured you will will probably mention this, but I want to mention a question we had from another fan, Luke Sturgio, who asked, What's your ultimate goal uh, with the Think Taylor Foundation? Uh, Which I know is uh, your foundation, very, very important to you. It's a great, it's a great question. My goal is just to be, just to help education and awareness. And last year we had before the pandemic, so it'd be 2019, we had 5 million uh, boys and girls in the United States of America take the Think Taylor pledge, uh, which is just basically pledging uh, ownership of your own brain and helping educate the younger generation. So parents and coaches get out of the way. That's all I'm trying to do behind the scenes i'm trying to get concussion substitution rules into the game which we are going to get there and i promise everyone major league soccer is going to turn the corner very quickly on that so my job is just to use my injury in a platform to uh, better educate and make more people aware and umami ectomies. We got to get that involved in it as well. I mean, I, I, yeah, umami ectomy? Like, yeah. Oh, huh? I thought what? it was You're close. Uh, otomy, but now it's an ectomy. Then it sounds I like buzzectomy. It's yeah. a little confusing. Like, yeah, well, you know, sure. it, it advances so fast, medicine, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you so much for joining us man for real this is super cool is there anything else you want to plug uh, obviously follow taylor Toman on twitter because uh you are one of the most loved and hated uh men in american yes, soccer absolutely. when it comes to twitter as well yeah which is which is fantastic that means i'm actually saying something at taylor Twelman on twitter and uh instagram and then uh you can watch me obviously on the soccer properties with ESPN and Sports Nation on ESPN+. Plus. Great. Okay, make sure to check those things out. Make sure you follow us at Soccer Cooligans. Uh, follow at Football Sports on all social media channels and subscribe to the Football Sports YouTube channel for full episodes of the show. All right, and a couple uh, other pieces of business. Taylor Twelman, we need your golazo gif. We we want we've been doing this uh, the last few weeks. Stu Holden uh, uh, just did one recently. Uh, he went nuts. He celebrated on on television, taking off his shirt. I'm not telling you that's what you have to do. I'm just telling yeah, you yeah, I, what some of your peers are doing out here. Okay, so yeah, you see, score- Stu, Stu wants to take off his shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I ever took off my shirt, my dad would literally kicked me out of the house yeah yeah my dad had one rule if you take off your shirt 
after scoring a goal, you're not my son anymore. I was like, all right, I got it. He told me that at like age eight. <laughs> Hilarious. So that's ingrained right now. I've straddled a corner kick post. Um, I've done many different things, I'm okay. sure, but I will not take my shirt off. My dad would okay. kill me. Okay, but so you, you just scored a goal in the Whataburger Championship. Okay, oh. <laughs> you just won it for your team. You get unlimited Whataburger for life. What is your oh. goal celebration? Yes! <laughs> Fuck yes! <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was my exact words what I said after the bicycle kick against the Chicago Fire 2007. <laughs> Let's go. Let's okay, go. Good. They need to be reminded too. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, because Juan Carlos Osorio immediately was like, "I'm getting out of MLS." <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, incredible work, Taylor Swam. Thank you so much uh, for joining us again. Let us end the show the way we normally do, as is tradition. So, and don't forget to follow us all on social media and all that. I did. <laughs> yeah, I, sa- I said that already, yeah. Alexis. Okay, cool. <laughs> all right. So for Taylor Twelman, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The, the Hooligans! Hooligans! <laughs> <laughs>